We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our Detroit Lions versus the Green Bay Packers game preview. We're going to talk about how the Lions can attack this Green Bay Packers offense and defense on episode 223 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode two. 23 on the Blue Warrior Network. I am your host, Tyler. Join me, my main guy, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart. Malcolm, how you doing today, man? Woo! Let's go, man. How you doing, bro? Last last post or last pregame, I should say, of the year, man. This is game number 17, and this is the final one for a very long time. So how how are you feeling right now? The last game, are you going to miss the season? You ready for the offseason, ready for some NFL playoffs? Like, how are you kind of feeling right now? I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it, man. I'm gonna miss you know Detroit Lions football. I'll miss our pre games. I'll miss our post games. I'm missing you know the whole hype of you know the the hype that leads into the game. I'm gonna miss all that stuff. So yeah, man, this is our last preview. Yeah, this is crazy for the for the year. For a while until September. For a while, man. Yeah, man. I miss the oopsie doopsie. I miss the baller of the week. All that stuff, man. All that all the fun stuff that we do during the season. You know. I'm going to miss it, but, you know, there's a positive. You know, we have some off-season talk, and we get into draft talk, and we have our off-seasons, and then, you know, our, our new players. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that as well. So, I mean, that's I'm just, what I'm really I'm excited about right now, man. I'm, I'm like, I'm at that point. I've kind of been at that point for a little bit, but I'm just ready for phase two, man. I'm ready for phase two of this rebuild. Let's get going and see what, you know, Brad Holmes and D.C. could do in this off-season to kind of improve the team, and let's go into another year of the rebuild, phase two of the rebuild, I like to call it, and see what they could do with this offseason because this is a huge offseason as far as, you know, the draft. You got a bunch of draft picks. You got some money freed up this offseason. So I'm intrigued just to see how it all kind of unfolds. And 
I, I, I've been I've been ready for it. So I, I'm kind of ready for this game just to kind of get over with, you know, even though we're going to miss our Lions football. But I'm, I'm ready for the offseason. And honestly, I'm ready for some playoff football, man. The NFL playoffs this year has a bunch of parity to it. So I know me and you being just big NFL fans in general, I'm excited to just watch the NFL playoffs too, kind of get into the big boy football. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about the, the, the playoffs as well, man, even though we're not in it. <laughs> um, but soon. yeah, it's, it's still exciting. It's still exciting. Soon, soon come. Soon, yeah. All right. So this is the final preview of our season, and it's gonna be Lions Packers, a division rival to close up the season, just like every other year. Not not necessarily the Packers every year. That it, even though it seems like we play the Packers almost every week seven, or weeks eighteen now. Like I gotta get used to that. But um, it's always gonna be a division rival to end the season. This year ends up being the Packers at Ford Field. And I want to bring an interesting question because I've seen it around Twitter. I've seen it around social media. Um, and, and the conversation has been that Aaron Rodgers is expected, and this was at least before the season, was expected to be a candidate that's going to be up for trade. Now, we're playing fun. We're playing hypothetical because in reality, if Aaron Rodgers is traded this offseason like he wanted you know, last offseason, the Lions are not a destination. And it's not because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be here. It's because the Packers would never trade Aaron Rodgers to the Detroit Lions. It would, just would never happen. They would never trade him to a division rival. Now, if he was a free agent, that's a different question. But Aaron Rodgers, if he is gone from Green Bay this offseason, it's going to be via trade. But just for fun, forget all that. The hypothetical game, um, someone asked a question on Twitter. I don't remember who it was exactly. But someone asked a question on Twitter. Would you be happy or would you be pissed if Aaron Rodgers was on your football team as your starting quarterback? And to be honest, I was kind of shocked with the responses from some Lions fans. A lot of Lions fans said they would not accept Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback. And I think that's a bunch of baloney. And Malcolm, I, I want your perspective on this. Would you be mad or would you be happy if Aaron Rodgers was your starting quarterback in the Detroit Lions? Before I even give my response on that, I just want to just just say some stuff that some of the people were saying. It was insane. Um, one person said that they would rather eat a pile of dog crap <laughs> than to watch Aaron Rodgers in a in Honolulu Blue. Uh, it just it was just it was comments like that that people were saying. And I get the frustration the frustration of you know what he done to us in the past. And you're probably like, I hate that guy. I, I do not want to see him in Honolulu Blue. I don't. I won't. Do not want to see him as a Detroit Lion. Just picture this. Just picture this in your head, guys. Just, I want you to look at this right now. All right. Say Aaron Rodgers is a free agent. All right. He go, has a press conference, kind of like LeBron. You know. I he think, was on the Pat McAfee show. He was on Pat that, McAfee. That, that's his thing. Okay, so let's say that he's on Pat McAfee show, and you know he's going to say his destination, and he says these words: "I want to come to Detroit. I want to make Detroit Lions a winner. I want to go to Detroit." Would you still say I do not want Aaron Rodgers on the team? Hell no, man. <laughs> I would take Aaron Rodgers in a heartbeat. Especially if he says those words. Especially if he says, I want to come here. If he wants to come to Detroit, he already won me over. For just saying that he wants to come to Detroit. And he's just, if he comes out and says, hey, I want to come to Detroit. I see what Dan Campbell's doing. I like what they're doing. I want to come here. Hell yeah, I'll take him on the Detroit Lions, man. I'm more I'm more about winning than holding old grudges on what he's done to us in the past. I could care less what he does. It's, it's behind me. It's, what he's done in the past is, is behind me right now. I don't, I don't care. I want to care. If he... If he Came out and said those words. I would buy a jersey tonight. Like I'll be ordering it right now. He wouldn't even have to say the words for me if it just came under free just the uh, decision. And Aaron Rodgers just signs with the Detroit Lions. Didn't have to say anything. Just says I want or not. Not just I want to be Detroit Lions. Just he signs with the Detroit Lions. 
I have no if those if if I see a Schefter bomb, Ian Rapport bomb, Aaron Rodgers is, is reportedly signing with the Detroit Lions. I don't care what he has said in the past. I don't care what he said now. He could say Detroit's garbage. I am not mad. <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers. You need to get that man a key to the city immediately. It's Aaron Rodgers. Like, okay, I'll give you an example. Pistons fans this offseason, they signed Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles, I think in the pre-draft process, talked shit about Detroit, right? He didn't get a very happy response when the Pistons signed him. But you're comparing Trey Lyles to Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers never said anything, even anything bad about Detroit. Wait, people were comparing? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that, that's an example that first oh, came to my head. I said if even if Aaron Rodgers talked shit about this city, I wouldn't care. This that situation is very similar to, and again, I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people listening and know that I live in Miami. So, um, with the Dolphin fans, you know, I'm surrounded by tons and tons of Dolphin fans. When Tom Brady was on the Patriots, I used to hear this all the time. I would not stand Tom Brady. If he, I wouldn't want him on my team, no matter what. I used to be like, shut Bologna. up, Bologna. shut up. <laughs> you, you're crazy. If Tom Brady decided to come to Miami, you know. Darn well that that means that you guys are instantly instant contenders. You're instant contenders. You're probably you're definitely going to playoffs. Tom Brady's not missing the playoffs. Nope. I don't care what team he's on. He's not missing the playoffs. So you're you're guaranteed going to the playoffs, and you're on the road, and you have a probably a ninety percent chance of going to the Super Bowl. Shut up. <laughs> you would want Tom Brady on your Miami Dolphins, and you would darn well buy a jersey. And this goes for the same thing for Lions fans and Aaron Rodgers. Maybe not that percentage likely shot that you just gave the the Dolphins with Tom Brady, but does the likelier chance of you going to a Super Bowl increase with Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. But does what about what about going to the playoffs and winning a playoff game? What's your percentage? Absolutely. Of that, <laughs> that that that's skyrockets. Uh, you're you're a legitimate football team. Like teams around the league look at you as a legit threat as Aaron Rodgers and quarterback. I don't care who you have as in the rest of your team. Like. Like in the NBA example, I talk crap about LeBron all day, all day, every day. I talk crap about LeBron. But LeBron said, "Hey, I want to come to the New York Knicks. Shoot, I'm buying a jersey today. Yeah, I'm buying a jersey right now." So, and you know what? I think, I think a lot of fans would accept Aaron Rodgers. This is not happening. This is, again, just all hypothetical. But I, I think it is just the pride thing where they just know it's not going to happen, so they could talk this big talk right now because they they know there's zero chance of Aaron Rodgers ever coming to Lion. So they're going to have this big talk because they're not going to show their cards when they know it's not going to happen. They're like, well, you know, why am I going to show my cards? Why am I going to show my pride if I know this is not going to happen? But me and Malcolm will we'll take away our pride. I don't care I'm, about my pride right I'm here. I'm about winning, God damn it. Me if, too. If, I, if Aaron Rodgers is going to come here and help us win something, do something that we haven't done since 1991 and win like a playoff game. I'm all in. I do not care. I don't care who my quarterback is if if it results into winning a Super Bowl. That's what the question was ultimately. Absolutely. It it wasn't even just asking if would you want Aaron Rodgers and you see what happens. It was guaranteeing a Super Bowl. Would you be pissed if Aaron Rodgers won you a Super Bowl? No, he didn't. He didn't if he wins the Super Bowl, he didn't need to build a statue of Aaron Rodgers outside exactly. of Ford Field. I don't. I don't care who my starting quarterback. For all I care, Dan Campbell could be the starting quarterback <laughs> if we win a Super Bowl. If you can guarantee that, I don't care who's on the team. I don't care what player. It's about the team, not the individual players. Do I have favorites to individual players? Sure. Like, would I prefer to see Stafford win a Super Bowl in Detroit than Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I'm not complaining about it if if Rodgers was the reason why we won. Instead of Stafford, it is what it is, man. Uh, I'm all about winning, man. If we, if he's gonna come in to make us win, I don't, I don't care. I feel he, like what he did in the past is in the past. It, it is what it is, man. 
I feel the same exact way. I feel the same exact way. And let it be known, I hate Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know how you feel about LeBron in the NBA? Is this how I feel about Aaron Rodgers? I but, hate the guy. I don't I don't I don't really don't I know you I know you told me you don't hate him. him. I don't hate him. No, but I like I I'll tell me I'll tell you for a person that actually hates him, I don't care. I'll put that all on the side. I'll love the guy if he's on my team. Yeah, I, I don't I don't cheer for Aaron Rodgers. I don't I actually take joy when they lose, especially yeah. in the playoffs. I take joy of that. Um, but I respect him a lot. I, mean, I respect I, him a lot as a player. Too, I respect him as a player as far as you know, watching football, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks I've seen play the game. So I respect him in, in that aspect. But do I cheer for him? Do I like him? No. Hell no. No. I don't like the Packers. It's like it's just, just a team. But at the moment he's a free agent, he said something. He said he want to come to Detroit. It's a wrap. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's a free game right there, man. It is what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it would just be great to to fuck over the Packers as well. And to have Aaron Rodgers in Detroit, like that's what you guys should be taking pride into. You guys should be putting all your hate towards Aaron Rodgers. You guys should be putting that hate that you are fucking over the Green Bay Packers. Exactly. Absolutely. The Packers fan. How imagine how the Packers fans feel about that? They will be. Crushed. This would be twice. This would be twice. It'd be like when Brett Favre left for Minnesota. Yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. Deja vu. God damn it. <laughs> that would be mean, hilarious. You could talk about all the lines and all the things they've had. We haven't had that mm-hmm. moment. I mean, I guess you could. Point to the fact that we haven't had superstars like that, but our superstars haven't left us. They just retire on us. They don't leave us and, and go to different teams in the division. So screw you, Packer fans. <laughs> that sounded so sad. Yeah, <laughs> our players, our players just retire. <laughs> our Calvin players Johnson. just end up asking to be released, and we give them a hard time, and then they just they just like oh, get this. this. I'm just like, I'm out of here. <laughs> that, that's a bummer. Right. Yeah, oh, we're on the same. Yeah, we're on the same page. Aaron Rodgers absolutely would be great for the Lions. Piero would be having an angerism right now if he was here in this in this chat yeah. right now with us because he does Pierre not agree with us. Absolutely, do not want Aaron Rodgers. Wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers on the on the Detroit Lions no matter what happened. And I think that's baloney. I think he's capping. <laughs> you think he's capping? He no, just won't I... ever say. It. He will never say it. But if it happened. <laughs> Oh, we got Aaron Rodgers. We got no, we got number twelve on our team. When, when, oh. when, when we're t- eventually ten and three, I think it'll sink in, and everybody will just realize, okay, this is this is some real shit right here. <laughs> this, let's go, man. Like again, this will never happen, but I guarantee it. The second it actually happens, everyone would would butter up and say how much they love Aaron Rodgers, how good of a quarterback he is. There would be no hate. I, I guarantee. It week, it. Eight, week eighteen, and we're we're what we're thirteen three. Go heading to week 18. I'm pretty sure everybody would be like, oh shoot. But a rod. But if that ever did happen and Aaron Rodgers didn't win here, oof, that would be bad in, in the city of Detroit. <laughs> no, like yeah. If, if he comes here, if he comes here, he, he by minimum, he has to win a play, us a playoff game. Oh, yeah. Minimum. Saying, minimum. Yeah, but yeah. if that doesn't happen, yeah. Oof. If, if he just shows like a major decline and somehow and he comes to Detroit, oof, oh, get him out of here. Get oh my god! Out of here. The memes would be crazy. It would be literally nobody can win in Detroit at that <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers could have won here. Wow! All right. Well, that was fun because that's never going to happen. But just to have the thought of an elite quarterback, I, I I just don't see how people could hate that. But that's a different story on a different day. That will never happen. Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what saga ends up happening in the offseason with him. If he ends up being a Packer, if he ends up retiring, if he ends up going to a different team. That's going to all break down. And I assume we'll probably talk about it at some point, you know, during the offseason. 
with all the updates we're going to have there. So we'll keep up with that. All right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Let's get into the injury report, though, and my, uh, you know, twice a year rant on the Green Bay Packers injury report that ended up being pretty convenient this year. So they're not going to get it as bad as previous games. But I guess it's going to be my first rant of 2022 about the Green Bay Packers and their stupid PR team and how they signed their injury report. And if this is your first time listening, I'm going to tell you how stupid their injury report is because most teams in the NFL, logical teams in the NFL, logical PR teams, they'll sort out the injuries by DNPs, which means do not per, uh, do not participate, LP, limited participant, and FP, full participant. But no, the Packers want to go and do it their own way and go alphabetic order from last name, all the way to the practice report. So you could be a full participant, but be the first one on the list. So it just gets all confusing and it looks terrible and they should just get rid of it. But we're in 2022 and they're still going by the stupid, stupid order. It ended up being convenient for them because an alphabetic order actually ended up being, well, they don't have any no participants, but ended up being limited participants to D, to DNPs. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They had DNPs and limited participants. So it ended up being convenient this time. But regardless, most times it's stupid, and I, I hate it. But to start off with the injury report, all right. Uh, their DNPs, quarterback Aaron Rodgers dealing with the toe, future Detroit Lion. Uh, defensive lineman, <laughs> Kings- <laughs> uh, Kingsley uh, Kike, uh, he's dealing with the illness. He did not participate. Running back Aaron Jones dealing with the knee. He was limited. Uh, Dominique Daphne, tight end, dealing with an ankle. He's a limited participant. 
Devondre Campbell, linebacker, dealing with an elbow. He was uh, limited. Uh, and then tackle David Batiari is dealing with a knee injury. He was also limited. So short injury report for the Green Bay Packers. And then something to note with the Green Bay Packers, uh, this game doesn't mean anything to them. It's a Week 18 game for them. They've already clinched the number one team in the NFC. They're going to have the bye in the NFL playoffs. So they don't technically need to play their starters. So it's going to be really interesting to see how much, or if any, if they play their starters. They said they are going to play some of their starters. So we'll see how true that ends up being and for how long that ends up being in this game. But Malcolm, what's the line this report looking like? All right. You're, so right bef- before I actually get into the injury report, I actually want to hop into what you're talking about as far as the Packers playing this weekend. And I'm just going to actually play a clip of Aaron Rodgers from his presser that he spoke about playing this weekend. And here it is. On a lighter note, uh, I know you uh... – you and Devontae both said you want to play and hope to play Sunday. I was wondering, though, do you think there's any correlation to playing in this game versus then how you might play two weeks later in a playoff game? Mm, not really. I don't think so. I think it's it's more just keeping the momentum going and the desire to be out there with the guys competing. Uh, you know, I know there's possible players who could uh, return this week. I don't know what their status is going to be, but uh, that's exciting for sure. But, uh, you know, guys are healthy, guys want to play. I mean, there's risk every time you take the field. There's obviously the idea about uh, rust and uh, compared to momentum. But, yeah, I mean, I want to I want to be out there and, and, and be with my guys. And I'm assuming that's, that's still the plan. And that, all, and that audio is courtesy of the Pat McAfee Show, which he does his weekly check-ins with Aaron Rodgers. And actually, no, actually, that, that was a presser after practice, I believe. Oh, that wasn't Pat McAfee. That wasn't the Pat McAfee show, though. No, no oh, my, was, my um, apologies. I just saw Green Bay Packers press conference. Okay, my fault. Yeah, that was, that was regular Packers press conference right after. He didn't practice today, but that was right after the practice of the of them having the presser. So, yeah, man, he wants to play. He wants to play. He's expecting him to play. So, yikes. Uh, we might see Aaron Rodgers this weekend. Um. So, in other news. Report, and then I, want, I want to talk about that after. <laughs> In other news, so with the Detroit Lions injury report, we starting off with fullback Jason Cabinda. He has a knee injury. He did not participate in practice. Michael Brockers, defensive end. He has a neck injury. He was limited in practice today, so he's back. Quarterback Jared Goff, knee injury. He was limited in practice. Guard Jonah Jackson, he has an elbow injury. He was limited in practice today. Jalen Reeves-Maven, linebacker. He has a shoulder injury, and he was limited in practice. And last but not least, we have tight end Brock Wright. He has a groin injury, and he was also limited in practice. Yep. Okay, so no surprises there. Jared Goff is still, you know, day-to-day right now. We'll see if he ends up playing on Sunday. He said he wants to be out there. And for the Lions draft people that are, you know, worried about draft stock, just want to let it be known, the Lions have locked a top-two pick. I mentioned that last episode. So if the Lions win this game, they're still at the very worst, the second pick in this upcoming draft. The only way that they can get the number one pick is if the Lions win. Or I mean, if the Lions lose, sorry, and the Jacksonville Jaguars win, which they would have to play the Indianapolis Colts this week, which is a very important game because, not to get too off topic, but I don't know if you heard, if the Colts, if the Colts lose to the Jaguars this Sunday, the Chargers and Raiders game on Sunday Night Football, they could technically kneel the whole game and tie, and both teams make the playoffs, and the Colts would miss after that. So – Pretty much, the Colts guarantees not making the playoffs if they lose against the Jacksonville Jaguars. If if the Chargers and Raiders come to a mutual agreement before the game and said, "Hey, you want to just tie this game? Like, 
because so they would you know, have to tie or would... they have to tie. They would have to tie if one of them wins. The one of them's out. But if they tie, both of them make it. The Colts miss. So there have to be some mutual agreement. That's not going to happen. That's not. But gonna like happen. you can just guarantee a playoff spot at that point. Just say, hey, let's kneel the whole game. <laughs> yeah. But who the hell's gonna, bro? Imagine turning on the red zone. <laughs> <laughs> and they're no. showing just them kneeling no. the ball all game. Okay, no, that would probably be better, but it's a Sunday night football game, so it's the only game on. Oh, so it's Sunday even worse. <laughs> oh, no, they won't hell enough for, for ratings. Roger, no, Roger Goodell would pull his AK. He would walk on the field and say, One of y'all throw this goddamn ball. <laughs> no, there, there's no Sunday so, night football. Oh, hell no, 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 no. But they could technically tie and screw over the Colts and say, Hey, let's just. Let's guarantee both of us a playoff spot. They they would that would have to come to a mutual agreement, so they would have to play and then maybe have just it like end some in a tie. Yeah, yeah, maybe get some touchdowns up or something like that. But they, but what if one of one screws over the other? <laughs> like I don't know, man. That that could be really interesting. If the Colts lose and that game ties, the, the Colts are out. I don't, I don't see that happen. They're gonna play. They're gonna play, and whatever happens, happens. But yeah, but the main point I'm trying to get to, you know, <laughs> but I want to bring up that scenario because I think it's absolutely insane. But if the Jaguars win and the Lions lose, the Lions then guarantee themselves a number one pick. So tough ask, but th- that that's what you need. Does it matter? Does it really matter if Detroit Lions get the number one pick? Got more luxury, uh, luxury. Yeah, more. You know, you you, you have the number one pick. You, you have the you, choice. You pick who do you want? But I mean, I think Detroit. I really feel like they they're fine with either yeah. Either or. Ultimately, yeah, but I think you know always having the lower position is always better in a draft. But I don't think it makes a huge difference if it's one or two. No, it's not, man. We got Calvin on number two. Who cares? Yeah, who was number one pick? Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus draft? Russell. <laughs> think, think, Lord. Imagine if we had number one pick. We didn't pick Jamarcus Russell. That's well, we needed we, we needed a quarterback. At that we time needed too, a quarterback so. too, so that would have been well, that bad. That would have been real bad. So yeah, thank God for number two pick that year. So yeah, we, so maybe this is a blessing. Maybe the number two pick <laughs> this year will be a blessing. So we'll see. Um, but I want to talk about the Green Bay Packers and um and Aaron Rodgers' comments saying that they want to roll out, they want to play. Do you like that approach by a head coach, or is, is this something where you want your guys rested and let's go into the playoffs? If this was the Lions, let's say you're asking, you're asking me, and you know what I'm going to say, man. Play, play. God damn it, you're you're healthy. If you're healthy, play. I mean, they're in a position right now. They yeah, they they clinch the number one pick, but at the same time, momentum, man, momentum is. is if if they don't play their starters, they're, they're most more likely not going to play for two weeks. And that's guaranteed they won't play for two weeks. They guarantee you're not going to play for two weeks, and you're you're going to be playing against a team that's came and what you don't want to play against is a team that barely made it in the playoffs and you're on the road and get hot and destroy the team that they're playing, and then now they're heading into Lambo. You, you you just don't want to play a hot team like that. Um, being cold, so I, I'm, I'm down with it. Play Rogers. I mean, I, I, I look at it this way: if you play Rogers and save there, the game is out of hand in the second quarter. Benjamin, you could, you could sit him at that point, but he's healthy. I think, you, I think they're gonna go, man. I think we're gonna see Devontae Adams. I think we're gonna see Rogers. I think we're gonna see all these guys. You think maybe like a preseason type game where like 
they start off the first half maybe like a, maybe like a week three preseason game like they start off the first half wherever the score is you're done after the first half or you're done at some point during the game i don't see them doing that it's, even if it's the game like if it's like it's close, possible yeah if the game is like 7-7 or 10-10 after the first quarter or the first half i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see how they end up playing it and you know because this game doesn't technically mean anything they like clinch number one seed they're playing the week 18 detroit lions so there's not much on the line for the lions either so the game doesn't really have much meaning behind it it's just you know i guess i i see where you're coming from and roger's coming from you know you don't want to get too rusty have that too much layover time so i i do expect him to start that's it sounds like every indication that they're going to start this game at the very least i think it's just gonna be interesting to see how much they actually end up playing because i don't see them playing all four quarters at least rogers maybe the other guys some of the, like their defensive players and stuff like that maybe i could see them playing all game but as far as the quarterback i think their star receiver Devontae adams and maybe even the star running back uh aaron jones i think there's gonna be a point in that game where you probably pull him and even maybe the star left tackle david Bakhtiari, because he's had some injuries too i think maybe you pull him or maybe not even play him at all in this game yeah, I'm not really – I'm just not a fan of benching players. I remember I watched a year. This is probably going to get a little bit off topic, but there was a year when – um and not really off topic. I mean, it was Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell was his Colts. When he was on the Colts, he got to week 17. They were 16-0. Yeah. And they could have had the record. They could have probably, you know, after winning that game, we had the momentum and probably won the Super Bowl. Who knows? But he benches, benches starters week 17 and ended up losing that game and – Sucks they didn't get the record and they end up losing. So uh, it's tough. <laughs> it's just it's just tough, man. And I know everybody's worried about injuries, but this is a game that you could get injured in practice. You get injured yeah. anytime you're on the field. As long as you're on the field, no matter it's practice, in game, you have a chance of getting hurt. You have a chance of pulling tearing your ACL. You have a chance of you know ripping your Achilles. You have a chance of getting injured anytime you're on the field. In practice, is a mean. It's meaningless. I mean, you're not playing nobody. You got hurt. It, it happens. So, I think you gotta like not really worry about be that. too worried about it. Worried about injuries. I mean, injuries is gonna ha- is a part of the game for a reason. It's a part of the game. It happens. Do you think it changes the thought process if you're a team that maybe didn't clinch number one seed, but you already clinched the playoff. So like Cincinnati this week, they're not playing Joe Burrow and he obviously had a little injury at the end of that game, but they already ruled him out. And, you know, I, I don't think Joe Burrow misses the playoff game, obviously because of injury. I think he's going to be out there. Right. Yeah. 100%. Do you think if, do you think if the Packers didn't clinch the bye, maybe you're more cautious with these guys, because then at that point, it's just a, it's just a bye week at that point. And then you get going in the playoffs next week, but yeah, then you yeah. maybe the Packers now are looking at it as like, they don't want to rest too much, but if it's only a one week thing, like the Bengals, like, you know, you're not going to get the number one seed. I mean, you guess you have a chance technically, but very slim. You get the number one seed. Do you think maybe you just rest most of your starters in that game and then come into the playoff game next week? Ready? Yeah. That, that makes more sense, especially if guys are banged up. If they're banged yeah. up. I get it. I mean, Rodgers is banged up too. I mean, he's had that. He has, he has that really he has bad toe, toe right now. And I think just like <laughs> Eli mentioned it on the um their, their Monday Night Football, they have like that that Monday Night the Football Manicast. that they do. Yeah, and he mentioned it. It was hilarious. He was like, "Yeah, we're not buying this big toe injury because I think since a toe injury, I think he's like he threw like three in three touchdowns and zero interceptions since they <laughs> said he had a toe injury. He had zero interceptions. It's like thirty in touchdowns. Like what the hell? Yeah, what injury? What injury is bothering you that much that you have no turnovers, Aaron Rodgers? What is it? Dude's a freak, dude. 
<laughs> he just he just he's great with the football man he just doesn't turn the ball over man that's just yeah. uh, and he, he'd been doing this for years yeah. years it's not just one year that oh yeah he doesn't turn no he, he doesn't turn the ball over yeah i i know obviously the buy is a, a really good thing but sometimes it is really tricky to play with how you want to manage this buy like how much do you want to play your guys in the last game of the season and how much layover do you really want to have because sometimes in the playoffs like you said you don't want to catch the team that just won the game that's you know, on super high momentum right now, and they feel like they're on cloud nine and that they can't lose a game. And you're a team that's been damn near just sitting back and waiting for this game to happen. So, and, you know, we, we've seen that underdog happen before, like the a Giants uh, in 2008, where I think they knocked out the Green Bay Packers, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So, you know, it, sometimes the buy, it sounds great. I mean, you're guaranteed yourself the second round of the playoffs, but how much layover do you really want and I think this is a tough position right now where the Packers are, even though how hot they are playing right now. I don't know if they want the bye coming to the playoffs. They do not, man. I think the worst case scenario for the Packers is if the 49ers get in and they're on the road, they beat the team in front of them, and they play the Packers next. That is the worst case scenario for the Packers. I, if that happens, get your popcorn ready. I'm telling you right now. That could be a great game. I like that point that you're bringing up, and people are probably like wondering, the San Francisco 49ers, what's yeah. so special about them? But that's a team that runs the ball a lot. They have an uh, offensive guru in Kyle Shanahan, and you saw that one year they played in the NFC Championship. Kyle Shanahan is not going to stop something until it's, it's proven that it cannot work. And the Green Bay Packers have shown time after time that they cannot stop the run. Mm-mm. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> they have really they have trouble stopping the run. And they play these they play the team coming off a win on the road. It's those teams that win on the road, man. Those are the scary team. Like, oh shoot, they just went to a hostile environment and won. They were a low seed. They're probably right now a six or seven seed. Or yeah, six or seven seed. You know, they barely got in. They're a hostile environment, went on the road, and they go into the next their next task. Those are the team they're like, oh shit, we gotta play these guys. They <laughs> it's tough. It's like and the those Colts are teams, almost in the NFC. Or, yeah. I mean, it would be like the Colts in the NFC side. Yeah, those teams as those are teams that are scary to play in in the playoffs. Yeah, you take out record and just it comes down to personnel at that point. Who who matches on match? And you're right, I, I like that point because the Niners are a team. If they can get in, that's a sneaky team that could make a run in the playoffs. And I think yeah. the Colts as well on the AFC side of the ball. Yeah, I just and, think they're they're a team that you probably want to avoid. Especially they win their first game on the road. Yeah, I want it. I'll stay. Hopefully they don't match up and play you next. But yeah, and especially if it's in Green Bay, that's in Lambo, which it's really cold over there right now. And their style of football, they could they could adjust and adapt to that cold weather. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It's those teams. So that that that'll be a game to watch if that happens. If that but ends up happening, if they, if they didn't even get it, because I think right now they have a chance of not getting in. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's crazy. The way they, the way the NFC is right now is is just insane. Yeah, the Saints could come in somehow, which that would be uh, yuck. <laughs> Sorry, Robert uh, Pierce, brothers, a Saints fan, but that'd be disgusting if the Saints made the playoffs with the I don't, even, I don't even know how. Sean Payne, dude. I don't even know what the like. I've never seen a team get in the playoffs without a quarterback. Who's their quarterback right? Who's their quarterback right now? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, which is damn near a tight end, but yeah. <laughs> like last week, it was. Somebody else, and well, they had Ian Book because of all the COVID Ian cases. Book. That was because all the COVID cases. Was, okay, yeah. Was, so, was, so, so Taysom, Taysom Hill is Taysom's a real starter. Yeah, he's their starter. Well, they got Jax. Simeon too. If they feel like that, better. <laughs> he, he and he's your playoff 
quarterback that got you to the playoff. That's insane. Sean Fain's a magician, man. He's a magician. How are you doing this, man? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers now. Um, against the Detroit Lions. Again, it's going to be interesting to see how many stars end up actually playing this game. But let's start off with this Green Bay Packers offense. And, you know, this is a team that has obviously, I wouldn't want to say a lot of weapons, but they adapt to the role really well. And that's just kind of Aaron Rodgers playing Aaron Rodgers, man. He's one of those quarterbacks where it's like Tom Brady and almost Matthew Stafford-esque a little bit. I wouldn't say it's the same level as Aaron Rodgers and Brady, but you see that these guys could take other players that are maybe not the highly touted players, but they can kind of take those guys and make them really respectful and teams that are going to have to really make a, as a threat when you play them. And one of those guys this year is just really sneaky. Al Lazard, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I know, I know everyone knows about Devonte Adams. I know everyone knows about Aaron Jones and obviously Aaron Rodgers, but Al Lazard, man, that's a guy you cannot have your eye off of. Uh, he's coming a lot more comfortable and Rodgers is definitely trusting him a lot more. And when Rodgers starts to trust the receiver, you know how that gets. It gets really, really scary for opposing teams. And, to have another guy alongside with Devontae Adams just kind of open up the field, you know, that, that that's a guy you definitely have to keep an eye out for, especially if Rodgers ends up playing this game. And for this young line secondary, you know, it's going to look like it's going to be another week of if he Melifonwu at the outside corner, you'll probably have another week of Will Harris and then A.J. Parker and then Nickel. This is a guy, uh, you know, you have to definitely keep an eye out for it. Devontae Adams is obviously the guy you circle. Rodgers is definitely the guy you circle. But oh, don't Lord. keep your eyes off number 13, man. Who are we gonna have to cover <laughs> Devontae Adams? No, you don't have a you don't have much of an answer. Oh, I mean it's probably Melifano. Oh my. Yeah. A guy who I'm really worried about on their offense side of the ball is, you know, definitely Adams, but I, I just the way AJ Dillon has been playing lately. I was just going to bring that up. He they're they're two headed monsters batting backs with him and Aaron Jones. They just got a running game going right now. And he's been on a tear lately. We we didn't see this AJ AJ Dillon last time we played Green Bay Packers. Yeah, this AJ Dillon is a different animal right now. So that's something that definitely you want to circle if you're the Detroit Lions. And, and something to mention with AJ Dillon too, the Lions have had a very difficult time with those style of backs. You know, we mentioned it when they played Seattle that Rashad Penny. It's like that bowling ball type running back where they're a little more bigger and just could you know break tackles and stuff. Uh, Rashad Penny obviously gave the Lions a really tough time last Sunday with the Seahawks. Then you saw a couple of weeks ago in Denver, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, some you know bigger running backs too. They gave the Lions a tough time, and then AJ Dillon just kind of fits in that criteria as well. You know, he's a guy too that you know he's going to be taking advantage of these snaps too. You might not see as much Aaron Jones with him dealing with some injuries right now. I think they're going to look to a heavy load of AJ Dillon. I think Matt Lafleur or Mike Lafleur, sorry is going to look at this Detroit Lions and how they've had a tough time with those bigger running backs. And I think he's going to try to feed that beast in A.J. Dillon and get him get him some confidence going to the playoffs. Yeah, man, he is, man. And A.J. Dillon is a guy who me and Pierre during the draft process, we talked about him a lot from Boston College. We want, yes, we wanted we wanted Detroit Lions to draft too. him. I liked him a yeah, lot, too. Yeah, you liked him, too. We, we all we all wanted him to be in Detroit. But, you know, things happen. He, you know, he ended up getting drafted by the Packers. But, you know, he was a big guy huge i think he was like i think he's like what 230 240 250 running a four five he's a big dude big 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 guy i'm talking about like huge he's not he's bigger than the backs he's probably bigger than every back that we played against so far he's six foot 247 six foot 247 
This is yep. like a Derrick Henry Jr. running at you right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> this is tough. He He's going to be a handful, man. I think he's going to get a lot of carries. I, I can see him getting a lot of carries this game. So Me too. I, I think they're going to limit maybe uh, Aaron Jones a little bit in this game and try to look for a guy like Dylan just to get him going in the playoffs. Because, again, you know, this is a, another, a nice preparation game for the Green Bay Packers. You're playing in a dome, so you're not getting that, that Lambeau atmosphere like they probably want. But we mentioned it. You have to have a running game going to the playoffs. And I think they already know what they got in Aaron Jones. I think they want to get that confidence up of A.J. Dillon. And you've seen the last couple of weeks, he's already getting a little more carries. He's getting a little more involved in the offense. And he's playing really, really well. So I, I expect a heavy load of A.J. Dillon in this game, too. Probably don't want to put too much pressure on Aaron Rodgers, too, as well, going to the playoffs because um, you, you know what you got in Aaron Rodgers. So you probably don't want to put too much pressure on him this game. And you probably just want to go into that run game. And if it's working, you know, LaFleur is one of those coaches, just like Shanahan. He's not going to stop something unless it's not working. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's how uh, a guy like uh, LaFleur thinks. So I, I definitely expect that game plan going to Sunday. And it's going to be the Lions, how they respond. If they can't stop it, they're not going to stop. If the Lions prove that they could stop it, that's when we're going to see a, a bit of an alter, altering decision-making from the Green Bay Packers offensively. Yeah, I'm not expecting too much for the Lions to stop that running game. I, I just think they their running game is better than our running defense. I honestly believe uh, it's yeah, gonna I be agree. it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I hope I want to see how I want to see the Detroit Lions can make adjustments. You know, I'm pretty sure they're gonna watch a film. It was like, look, we could he had no answer last week. You know, they were just you know they were just running through these gaps, and these gaps are wide open. So hopefully they make the adjustments what they seen on tape, and have their players come out there and play better football. I want to be shocked if the Detroit Lions come back and run, play the run better. I don't think we've seen them have back to back horrible defensive games. Usually they make adjustments after the first one, and then they come sure. back and they play that they play a solid defensive game the next game. So I'm expecting that from Aaron Glenn because he's gonna get his guys ready. I think Aaron Glenn's gonna get his guys ready. So. We're just going to see how they respond, man. This, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And the, the thing that sucks about this is if you do get that stop in, you're still playing number 12 in Aaron Rodgers. You're still playing Devontae Adams. You're still playing Alan Lazard. So they always have – that's really their bread and butter. But the run game, I think, is going to be the game plan coming into and it's going to just be interesting to see how the Lions can stop it. If the Lions could stop it, they're just probably going to go back to their bread and butter, which – I think that could be a tough time for the Lions as well. There's not really a favorable matchup defensive for the Lions, but, hey, I've said that before, and AG has proved me wrong multiple weeks to put out a very nice game plan and hold offenses to a lot lower scoring points than I expected. So I'm intrigued to see what he could do this Sunday. I don't know. I, uh, I wouldn't put it past him. You're, you're playing against Devontae Adams, who is, I honestly think hands down, I think he's the best wide receiver in the league right now. I think he's yeah. the best wide receiver in the okay. league. Good, and no matter, who, no matter who you put in front of him, no matter what corner you put in front of him, he's going to do him in. He's going to beat you. He's going to beat the coverage. He does it. He, he does it to everybody. Yep. No matter who he put, he makes anybody look silly. Like we seen a game that when we had Slay playing at the top level, he went against Adams and Adams cooked him the entire game. It doesn't matter who you put. On. You could put Ramsey on Devontae Adams. And 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 Devontae Adams would get eight catches, hundred twenty yards, and a touchdown. You, I don't think there's an answer for Adams. And then now you're gonna ask Ifanu Malafanu 
to cover him. <laughs> I'm just, you know, what we could hope for, what we could hope for is that they don't play these guys the entire game. That would be best case scenario. Malcolm, what was the stat line you just said? Uh, did you look at when the Packers played the Rams this year? No, I did not. I was just saying off the top Wait. of my head. Okay, so they played the I said, Rams. I said, I, said, I, said, I said eight catches. I was just guessing. Eight, I said eight, if you put Ramsey on him, you probably get eight catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. So you want to hear what the stat line get? was? What do you get? Eight catches, 104 <laughs> yards, zero touchdowns. But that was a very good guess. I mean, did he look at Bro, the stats before the game? I did not look at the stats at all. But I'm just telling you, he does it to everybody. You cannot cover this guy. No matter who you put in front of him, if you're gonna, it's like Calvin. If you have Calvin Johnson out there and you say, "Okay, we're gonna single cover him," Calvin's gonna have a hundred yards on this guy. You can't, you can't single cover Devontae Adams. The best thing for us Lions fans to hope for is that he does, a, he plays a quarter or a drive or two, and he's takes his helmet off and just on the bench. And you're just you know, drinking the Gatorade. Yeah, oh, we're making the playoffs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what up, A-Rod? <laughs> that is the best case scenario because if he's out there playing against our secondary, what can you do? What do you, what no, can you nothing. do? As a, as a, yes. what, what your people I, I get you you're a great coach, but what can you what can you do? I agree, man. I mean, we even asked Darius Slay when he was a lion when we had him on the pod. We said, Who was the toughest assignment you ever had as a receiver? And I'm sorry if you heard this before, but Devontae Adams, and I don't think that comes with shock to anybody. He's the best receiver in the league right now, hands down. There's nobody better than Devontae Adams right now, and he does it to everybody. It is, this is what it is. Yeah, it's very tough to argue who is a better receiver than Devontae Adams. And I, I, I agree with you that he's number one right now. I can't really think of another guy that's really to his level. I know people like to bring up like DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas, but like even those guys, I don't even think they're close anymore. I, I think Devontae. Mm-hmm. Uh, De- Michael well, Thomas? Michael Thomas. Well, this is when he was healthy, and like, he was, was in that healthy. conversation a lot last just get, year. He just gets slants all day. Hell no, slant man. boy. <laughs> slant monster. Hell no. Devontae yeah, Devonte Adams light years better. The than only Michael the Thomas. only guy I could think that like is close to him, and I don't even think it's that close is Stephon Diggs. I think he's a great route runner and a great deep threat, but no, not Devontae Adams, man. No, you just no. can't single cover this guy. No, hell no, you can't single cover this guy. Yeah, but like, but the Green Bay Packers are a team that they'll run the ball too. If you if you're gonna, you know, have all your attention to the receiving core in the passing game, which you understand, they're gonna run the ball, and that's why I think this team is a really tough assignment to playoffs, man. Where they play, you know, in Green Bay, which is a really tough environment to play in, first of all, and them having home field advantage the rest of the way in the NFC. This is a very scary team in the NFC, and I hate to say it. But we've seen crazier things. But as of right now, I just don't see who takes out this team in the NFC. I don't see who takes out this team in the NFC. I know you brought up the Niners. I like that one. Other than that, I don't see who takes out this team in the NFC. The Rams, whoever, I don't think so. The Bucks, whoever plays so. them, whoever plays them, got to have a really strong running game, and they got to go in there with that game plan. That look, we got to run the ball on this team and do our best to keep Rodgers and this offense off the field. But the thing was with the Packers, and I don't like seeing like, oh yeah, the Pack. I don't, I, I don't like seeing them being this good. Yeah. Because usually when I talk about the Packers, usually like in the past I can say, oh, you know, they have a Rod, but everything else is suspect. They got they got Kevin King at corner, just throw it that way yeah, all day. Yeah, yeah, I can't say that. I can't say that this year about this team, and this this is going to the defense. That's going yeah. on right now. Yeah, let's let's speak about Kevin King's replacement because he's a stud. Eric Stokes, rookie from Georgia, man. Dude's a stud, man. He's really good at football. Yeah, he's he's showing out. 
He's a really good corner too. And then they actually have something that I haven't seen in a while. And this is they this is with Alexander Navin. Did I ever say his name right? Is it, is it Alexander? Jahir Alexander. Yeah, Jahir Alexander. Alexander. Okay, just He's make sure out. I got the right guy. He's out. Okay. But they got a guy. I believe they picked him up from the Arizona Cardinals practice squad, which pisses me off that we weren't quick enough to get this guy from their practice squad. But Douglas. Rasul Douglas. Is playing out of his mind right now. (laughs) He is playing out of his mind right now. He's having a great year. He's getting interceptions. He's getting pick sixes. It hurts that he was on the practice squad for the Arizona Cardinals, and we wasn't quick enough to get him. But, yeah. He's their other. He's an outside corner, and he's also playing well. So right now they have two corners who are playing really good football right now. And and that was a pick of Eric Stokes. I think a lot of fans questioned just around the NFL, and maybe not necessarily Green Bay fans, but like you know, that was the day where Aaron Rodgers was bitching about that there could be a potential trade that day for Aaron Rodgers going to a different team, and people were interested to see how the Green Bay Packers would respond with their first round pick. And I think when people saw cornerback Eric Stokes. I think people were kind of caught off guard. I thought people automatically thought they were going to take a pass catcher and, you know, get Aaron Rodgers another guy just, you know, to make him feel better. But I was like, I felt like one of the only people I remember saying, I'm like, Eric Stokes is really good. And the main reason why I think the Green Bay Packers lost the NFC Championship last year wasn't because of Aaron Rodgers, wasn't because of their pass catchers. It was because of Kevin King. Kevin King letting that touchdown at the end of the half was inexcusable. Yeah, he's... and they had, the, they had the Bucks on the ropes last year. Brady threw three interceptions in that game. Yeah, he's he's been bad, and they don't. I'm, have to surprised, he, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised he's still on the. Is he even still on the team? They, they didn't cut him, right? He's still he's, there. He's right? still on the team, but he doesn't play anymore. They don't need him anymore. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I I agree with you, man. Um, Eric Stokes has been balling. He's a beast, man. He was a beast at Georgia, and he's playing really, really well. And and Green Bay, and that—that's another reason, man. Like that was always my biggest suspicion, and it shouldn't be a one-one person show where I why oh, I, I think the defense is so bad. It was really just because of Kevin King. That was my always my biggest pet peeve about the Green Bay Packers defense, and why I couldn't—I think they couldn't take the next step. I think they figured that out now with guys like Rasul Douglas, who was on a practice squad, who's now on the Pro Bowl, which is absolutely insane. And then you got. Um, you know, we mentioned Eric Stokes, and then they're even the nickel corner is pretty solid. Uh, Chad and Sullivan, you know, he's a guy that's been there now his second year. He's a solid nickel corner as well for this team. And if I don't know what Jahir Alexander's status is, but if they can get him back too, man, that that's just that is absolutely insane. I don't even know what they do at that point because Russell Douglas and Stokes are playing so well. Do you even want to alter that? Yeah, uh, I I heard that he could be ready for playoffs. So if you get Jahir Alexander. I mean, he's one of the best corners in football, but you're, you're sitting down one of those guys who are just playing absolutely unreal right now. If it's Stokes or if it's Russell Douglas, I, I don't know what they do, but it sounds kind of like a good situation, honestly, if you have that many options because you can never have enough corners. And the Lions are a prime example to show that you can you can never have enough corners. Yeah. As, as good as Eric Stokes has been, it's weird, it's crazy to say this, Russell Douglas has been better. I agree. I agree. Yeah, he's been better than him this year. So I could see them probably moving Stokes to the nickel and keep Douglas out there. You there there's no chance that you take out. He's a pro bowler. <laughs> there's no yeah. chance you take him out. That'd be interesting. I don't know how Eric Stokes has been in the nickel. I've only really mainly seen him as an outside corner. So I don't know if that's yeah. something you want to do in the playoffs. He's bigger too. He's like six one, so he's he's a bigger corner. But if he can play, I mean, you know, give him give yeah. him his deuce. 
So I, I don't know. That, I don't know what nobody. they do. I don't know what they do. That's 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 sounds a good like a problem good to problem. have. I said it but, sounds like a great problem to have. Yeah, I wish yeah. we were, I wish we had that problem. We Too out here starting. We're out here starting. Uh, Will Harris. That, that's our problem. Strong, we're starting a strong safety at quarter right now. I said quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we have the opposite problems that the Packers have right now in their cornerback situation. But yeah, man. Overall, man, this is a team that's pretty balanced both sides of the ball they create turnovers and you have that with great quarterback play that's recipe for i don't want to say this championship championship championships you know what's something i thought that would potentially take a hit too when they lost to darius smith but it's not man they're the guys are just stepping up a guy, a guy that i wasn't high on in the draft process is playing really well around sean gary, sean gary. he's playing guy. really Playing really good football right now, and then Preston Smith. We always talk about Preston Smith, but we always—I had questions. I don't know. If, I think some other people had questions too. Is how is he going to do now without Zadarius Smith? Is he going to be the same guy, or did he really just you know lean on Zadarius for his success? But I think Preston has showed that he doesn't need Zadarius Smith. He's just a great pass rusher. And then I, I just mentioned Rashawn Gary, man. He's been phenomenal for this team. They still got Kenny Clark in that middle. We know about Kenny. He's a great run stuffer. He can get pressure on the quarterback. This is a good football team, man. And you might not see all that this week versus the Lions because they already clinched number one seed. But just watching this team for the playoffs, this is a very good Green Bay Packers team, and this hurts we're, me to say. We're going to see them. I'm just wondering how long we're going to see them. Best case line. scenario best case scenario is not long at all. Hopefully, I mean, we all need to cross our fingers. It's a couple drives, and they're out of the game. Hopefully. Hopefully. But, yeah, uh, they have weapons – both sides of the ball. This is a, this is a game that we don't even know if we're going to have our tackles. Both tackles yeah, are on the corner list that we mentioned in the last episode. So, not a good situation <laughs> playing against these guys. So, it's gonna, we're going to see how it progresses over the weeks as far as who's, who's going to be in and who's going to be out. But, yeah, this is just a tough team, man. If the lines are Penny Sue and Taylor Decker, that's Will Holden and Matt Nelson and tackle that game. It all, it, exactly, man. And they got to go against Rashard Gary and Preston Smith. And it depends on how long they're going to be out there. I'm pretty sure they're going to probably want to give Rashard Gary as much snaps as possible. Yeah, he's young, so. Man. He's going against either Matt one. Nelson. Either one. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not going to look good for our quarterback. But yeah, man. Well, well, depending on who our quarterback is. Yeah, because we we don't even know if Jared's playing today or on Sunday. Yeah, he he practiced. He was limited today, so you know that that might be a situation where he might not hundred percent. Yeah, if he's if he's not hundred percent, maybe you just let it let him sit that game and go into the (laughs) offseason. I don't think he's gonna. I don't know if they're gonna do that, man. No, I'm I'm just no. I'm wondering. I'm just depending on the situation. Depends how bad the knee is. If it's if it's I don't if Panay Solon Taylor Decker's out there, I have a tough time believing Jared Goff goes out there. I would I wouldn't put I wouldn't put him out there. I would not. That's too risky, man. Yeah, I'm not, I, I and, I'm not and I'm not and I'm not trying to make Jared Goff sound like he's Dan Marino right now and that he's some unprecious, you know, guy that we have to protect. But at the end of the day, he's gonna be here next year. But I, what, I feel bad putting someone else out there though. Well, you're protecting you're protecting Jared Goff. Well, not to be that guy, but <laughs> <laughs> Tim Boyle's on a one-year deal. Who his contract expires after this game, and David Blau. 
God bless David Blau, but he's probably not on this team next year. So as messed up as it sounds, it's the NFL, man. It's a dirty yeah. business, and that's the NFL move right there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's definitely a dirty move, but I mean, we'll, we'll see, man. I want to see. I want to see how they're gonna handle it. Yeah, I want to I mean, see how they're gonna handle it, man. Because yeah, come on, no man. Tack- no tackles. We play against the Packers. Let's him boil versus old team, man. Let him get a let let him get a, maybe a win versus former team. Jordan Love versus uh, Tim Boyle. I don't even remember the last time the Detroit Lions backup won us a game. I have to probably go back to probably Sean Hill. I think is he is. the last? I think is he the last backup quarterback that won us a damn game? I think you're correct. It was Sean Hill. It was Sean Hill. I haven't seen it like as far as me being like a a diehard fan, let's say, and just watching every game. I have never. Sean Hill was it. awesome. I still he love. Was. I still love Sean Hill. He had the yeah. weakest arm. <laughs> that boy so just float. Was he the? He, he was the quarterback that threw the hail mary in Tennessee, right? To Titus Young. Hail mary to Titus. What game was that? It was in 2012, I want to say. It was in Tennessee. It was in Nashville. I don't remember. They were Hail Mary, went to OT. I want to say it was Sean. You know what? I think, you know what? It's coming back to me slowly. I think you're right. Titus Young caught it. I think it was Sean Hill. You're probably right. I don't you're think it was Stafford. Right. I think it was Sean Hill. I know I know, 100% sure he was the Calvin Johnson rule game. Oh, the Chicago game. The Chicago game. He, he was the quarterback that threw that touchdown that we should have won but i'm pretty sure it's the same year i'm talking about right now sean hill, he was just a really smart quarterback i used to love sean hill i used to love I'm, i was so happy that he was our backup because when he's in the game he had a chance of winning you know he he, he was nice what about, drew, like what about drew stan he actually he's he's from farmington he's from farmington else he went to school around here <sighs> i can't even tell you how many starts drew stanton had i don't <laughs> think he's won us a game either drew stanton no, wasn't, he, he wasn't that Good. I mean, like, my memory was, was Drew Stanton that he was like the third string quarterback every year. Mainly, yeah. He started some games though. I think after like Dan Olowski got hurt and somebody else got hurt, and then in comes him. It might have been Stafford and Sean. <clears throat> I think they both got hurt, and then I think it ended up yeah. Stan. Yeah. I don't think Orlowski was even on the team at that point. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, I mean, the most recent backup we have, obviously Tim Boyle being the most recent, but then it was. Um, Driscoll and David Blau. Do we have any last? Stafford played all games last year. Yeah, Stafford so didn't miss it. He was Iron Man. Remember, he was on the streak of not missing a game. No, I know that. But I'm saying last year in 2020, he played oh. every game too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it was Driscoll and Blau, and Blau came close a couple times. Driscoll came really close in Washington. Came really close in Dallas, but couldn't steal the deal. And and even some of those games that they, they weren't the reason why we lost the game either. So. It was because of cover one. Played cover was. one to way too much. <laughs> I feel like Dan Campbell in, in that scenario with those teams could have pulled out a one of the back of quarterback. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, probably he'd probably they would, with our staff. They would have been Washington. Dwayne they would have got the, they would have got the best out of those guys. But would the the best out of those guys be good enough? I think it's good enough to be Washington. Dwayne Haskins. That was embarrassing. That's when Dwayne Haskins took a fucking selfie on the sideline before the game was over in case game had to kneel the ball. That was embarrassing. I agree. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for this. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. Uh, a lot of fun. You know, we talked some playoff football. We talked about the Green Bay Packers and how they're a very intimidating team. And if you're a playoff 
if you're a fan of a playoff team right now in the NFC, you should be intimidated by this team because they're very good. They're a very good football team, very balanced. And this might potentially be Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams' last... Well, not Devontae Adams because he's going to get franchised in the offseason. But this might be Aaron Rodgers' last dance with the Green Bay Packers. So... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's bring it back. Bring it back. Wait, they, they can still franchise tag uh, Devontae Adams? They can, they can franchise tag him, yeah. Ah, so he ain't going nowhere. And that, and that is expected. <laughs> well, I guess they could technically franchise him and trade him if, if that's the route that... If Rodgers wants out, I'd assume... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be unhappy if Jordan loves his quarterback. Jordan Love, him. I don't know. I don't know if he saw in garbage time versus Minnesota looked very good. It's very efficient. We might see him this game. Really yeah, we might. Him. So yeah. he, he, he might get another round two of uh, a more opportunity in this game. So I, I I think we will at some point definitely see Jordan Love in this game. I don't know when that will happen. I don't think Aaron plays the whole game, but I think we'll definitely at some point see Jordan Love in this game. So that's something to watch out. For. We'll see. We'll see, man. I, I want to see more Jordan Love. I just think that it's just weird that after two years, he's, he's, they're saying he still hasn't gotten it yet. I mean, you should you definitely, you should, you should definitely get it by now. Like, you, yeah, you I, same I, system for two years. It looked more comfortable in garbage time versus Minnesota, which take that for, you know with a grain of salt. But he looked more comfortable, so we'll see how he looks if he plays this game versus the Lions. Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, so. it's not it's not saying much, man. He's playing us yeah i mean it's not but he looked really bad in the one opportunity he got it was the chiefs that was what that was it, that was his fullest that was his first that was a start though so he had to get time to prepare for preparation for the game and came out there and looked like well, ass, well the, he, he did have time to prepare got the first team reps but i think there was some speculation that aaron Rodgers could have came back off the COVID list that game but he obviously didn't and Rodgers, I, I, I think during practice i think he had like all the reps yeah he had all the first he had to he had to he had all the team first time reps. And it looked very bad. Looked like ass. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a tough game to make your debut. It was an Arrowhead versus Kansas City Chiefs. But, yeah, it was bad. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, but it was bad. He might get more than an opportunity this week. And we'll see the future of Jordan Love, what it ends up being. And this whole Green Bay Packers situation is going to be a situation that we're going to definitely talk about all offseason because there's going to be a lot to talk about in this offseason with this team because they have so much going on. So. With that being said, hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Pride Podcast. If you guys could leave a five-star review, it is always much appreciated. And again, this is our last preview of the year until September. So that's crazy to think about. But I'm ready for phase two of the offseason. Senior Bowl, we got draft coverage. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for all that stuff, guys. We'll be live on Twitter Spaces on Sunday before the game at 12 o'clock to talk about the inactives. And we'll be live right after the game. So... All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.